Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Well, I'm getting off to a later start than I planned on for 2023. I got sick over the holidays. Thankfully, it wasn't COVID, but it took me out for like a little over a week. So I'm just I'm playing catch up. I'm getting back in the rhythm of what it is to uh, not be stuck <laughs> laying down all the time. So thank you for being patient while this episode took a little bit longer to get put together. But I thought to kick off the new year, I'd answer a question that I got from a couple of listeners. Uh, The first question came in from Annette and she wrote, Hi, Chris, I recently heard that if you're carrying credit card debt and working to pay it off, you'd be better off paying half every two weeks instead of your target amount once per month. And you do this because the interest compounds every day. By breaking up the payment, they said that you'll pay it off much faster. Can you talk about this? I thought credit cards compound once per month, but clearly I had that wrong. Thanks. Love your show. So, Annette, thank you for that great question. Uh, The other question I got that was pretty similar came from Elizabeth, and this is what she added. I just heard a tip to pay my loans more often in order to lower my interest because APR is calculated based on daily average. Is this true? And if so, does this apply to all loans? So Annette and Elizabeth, thanks for those great questions. And I figure since they were so similar, we'll just put them together in this one episode. Uh, But let's break this down into two different parts. First, does making more frequent payments save you money on your credit cards? And second, does making more frequent payments save you money on things like auto and mortgage loans? So starting with credit cards, it's best to first look at how interest is calculated to better understand how making more payments could or potentially could have some type of impact on the interest that you pay. So if you pay off your balance in full each month on your credit card, obviously you don't have to worry about this at all. You're not paying any interest. So great job. But if, for example, you're someone who charged $200 on your credit card, but you only made a $100 payment by the due date, that means you'd have a $100 balance left on that credit card and it would roll over to your next month and you start accruing interest each day that that balance sits on your card. And speaking of interest, I thought it'd be good to do a little breakdown here because Every credit card comes with something called an APR, which Elizabeth mentioned in her question. So an APR just stands for annual percentage rate. And this is just the interest rate that you're going to be charged on an annual basis on this credit card. Now, if you have an APR of, let's say, 20 percent, because that's where credit card interest rates are these days, they're getting they're getting up there again. uh, It doesn't mean that you're paying 20 percent on, say, that hundred dollar balance. It's a little more complicated than that, which I mean, I feel like I say that all the time. It's always a little more complicated than we we assume it's going to be. So with credit cards, these companies, they first look at your average daily balance during a billing period. Now, there are several different methods uh, the way they look at this. But from what I've researched, this is pretty common practice that they'll they'll basically take a look at your credit card balance every single day and then come up with an average. So basically they look at what your balance was every day, add it all up and divide it by the number of days in that billing cycle. And that gives them your average daily balance. Next, what they do is they calculate your daily interest rate. So if you have a 20% APR, they take that 20% and they divide it by 365 every day of the year. And this example that would give you 0.05%. And then they multiply that by the number of days in your billing cycle. So let's just go with that 31 day billing cycle. So that means for that month, that billing cycle, you'd be charged 1.7% interest. Now, if your average daily balance was $100, that means you would pay $1.70 in interest. And that's basically how they do it. I won't say that it's a simple breakdown or it's a simple process, but that's how they go about calculating your credit card interest. And obviously it gets more complicated if you're still using your card and you're 
making payments. But to keep it simple, just give you the basic understanding, that's how it works. So let's take a quick break from these numbers. I know I've thrown a lot of stuff at you, but when we come back, let's see how we can apply this to today's questions. Now, knowing all that information about how credit card interest is calculated, let's go back to Annette's question. Would making two or more payments in a month on your credit card actually save you interest? And the short answer is yes, it would. It's, it's a great idea because since your average daily balance is the main factor in the amount of interest you end up paying, if you're making several small payments throughout the month, that will lower your average, right? Because if they're looking at your balance every single day, if you wait until the end of the month, your, your average basically is going to be whatever that balance was if it stayed consistent every single day. But if you're making payments throughout the billing cycle, that's going to bring down that average as they add up all those daily balances. So I went and ran some numbers as I like to do. I made, you know, a spreadsheet as I do for fun in my, in my free time. And I want to look at if the frequency at which you make payments, like if you're making more payments throughout the month, if that ends up being better for you than maybe making two or three payments. And the answer is yes, it's actually much better for you to make more payments throughout the month than maybe making one or two big payments. So the scenario I ran was with someone with a thousand dollar balance that it carried over. So that means they're going to be paying interest on that. And someone with a 20% interest rate, APR. Now, if they paid the balance in full at the end of the billing cycle, I mean, they waited to the very last day of that billing cycle, they would end up paying $16.50 in interest, roughly. Now, if instead of that, they made two payments of $500, one payment on the 15th, right in the middle of the month, and then one payment at the last day of the billing cycle, they would actually end up paying a little bit less interest. They would only pay $12 in interest. And if you broke it down even further and you made four weekly payments, so every week you're making a payment of $250, you would only end up paying about $9 in interest. And that, that's a really interesting part about this, right? Like in all these scenarios, we're paying the full $1,000 balance off, but we see a pretty significant change in interest. And if we look at that one scenario where we're making four weekly payments, the interest that you're paying is 45% less. So $9 versus $16.50. And obviously the higher your balance, the more impactful this is. So the verdict is paying Frequent, smaller payments is a good idea. The more often, the better. Now, let's move on to Elizabeth's follow-up question. Does this apply to other types of loans? So when it comes to things like mortgages, auto loans, and personal loans, those are probably the, the most common types of loans or borrowing that we're going to do outside of a credit card. There is a key difference between the way they are set up versus credit cards. And that difference is amortization. When a loan is amortized, it's given this thing called an amortization schedule, or you can call it a payment schedule. And the schedule has a set payment amount that doesn't change. I'm sure you notice this if you've bought a car, if you bought a, a house, your monthly payment is the same. I mean, barring other things, you know, like insurance and HOA and all that other stuff. But the payment itself is going to pay down the house or the car. It's going to stay fixed every single month throughout the term of the loan, unless you do some type of refinancing. And these amortized loans are set up to where when you make that exact payment every single month, that loan will be paid at the end of the term perfectly. Like that last, that whatever you paid, payment number one will be exactly what you need to make the final payment on that loan. So if you ever notice, if you've ever paid off a house or a car, like a 30 year mortgage, that last payment is exactly the same as the first payment. And it pays it off completely. It's a magical calculation <laughs> that they've come up with. But because of the way that loans are amortized, doing something like breaking your mortgage payment into two equal payments that you pay twice a month doesn't have as significant of an impact as it does with credit cards. 
And actually, some payment processors might not even let you do this. They'll actually sometimes hold that first payment until you give that second payment. So that way they have the full amount and then they'll apply that to your loan, which basically ruins the whole point of trying to split your payments up. With amortized loans, the most impactful way of saving any money on interest is by making additional payments. Because if you were to add, say, for example, an extra $100 a month to your mortgage, it could shave off years, you know, one to five years easily from your mortgage and save you tens of thousands of dollars in interest. So if you want to make any change to the way you're handling your auto loan or your mortgage, making additional payments, even small amounts, are going to have a much bigger impact than trying to split your payment in half. So Elizabeth and Annette, thank you so much for these really great questions. If you all out there have any questions that you want me to tackle, or if you still want to send me your money goals for 2023, because there is still time to get those in, head over to popcornfinance.com slash questions, or you can give me a call, or I don't know why I've never said this, you can also text me at 707 200 8259. I just want to say thanks for kicking off another year with me here on Popcorn Finance. Even if we're kicking off the year a little bit later than I want to, I appreciate you coming back. As always, thanks for joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.